Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pile. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Welcome to our Good Friday service online. And what a significant day it is. Why? Because we are reflecting on Jesus and all he did for us. But before we get into it, let's pray quick. Lord, we thank you and we want to thank you for the power of your word that we can turn to this Good Friday. We are again reminded of the sacrifice you made on the cross for every single one of us to show us how much you love us. And because of that, we are so thankful for it. I pray that today that we are refreshed and we have a fresh understanding of your love for us and we can take one step closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, as a church, we are trying to spread the word or the message that the cross equals love and what it really means. Now, the cross didn't start as this amazing symbol that we have today. In fact, it started as a brutal symbol the Romans used as a sign of fear and intimidation. The Romans would use it to kill people who were against them. And it also showed everyone that they were in charge. And you didn't want to mess with them because of this. Now the crazy thing is Jesus went to the cross. And to be honest, he wasn't the only one that had been crucified. Hundreds and thousands of people had been crucified before him. But because of Jesus, this symbol became a symbol we have today. In which it is the complete opposite of what the Romans wanted it to represent. You see, they wanted it to represent fear, intimidation, power. But Jesus turned it around and made the symbol of the cross a symbol of God's love, His grace, freedom, forgiveness, hope. And this changed everything. This is why we have been trying to spread the word that the cross equals love. It is God's love for all of humanity. And this is what Jesus is all about. So let's look at what Jesus says in regards to the way He sees love in John 15 verse 12. And it says this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you my friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. And this is talking about the depth of what love is. Jesus is talking about love and he's telling us to love like he loves. And the problem with the word love is we use it so much and we have diminished the value of the word love. For example, I love these clothes. I love that car. I love this food. I love the sunshine that we're experiencing. We throw the word love around so much that it starts to lose its true meaning. I love my dog. I love my cat. Now that takes a deeper love than no other to love a cat. No. I'm joking, we love every single one of you cat lovers out there. <laughs> but it, what I'm saying is, is we use the word so loosely and it loses its power. 
You see, the depth and love of Jesus is talking about going beyond feelings and emotion. It is all about sacrifice. There's no greater love than that of sacrifice. So, to explain this a bit more, let's go to the movies a bit, because it will help us understand this a lot better. There was a film that came out quite a while ago, and I was thinking about it recently, and I watched it again. It's called Saving Private Ryan. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you see it starts with this old man walking in a war cemetery, looking for a particular grave, and when he finds it, he collapses, he, cry, he, he breaks down crying, and then it cuts to him as a younger man at war. The film goes on to tell the story of this young man in the Second World War whose commanding officer decided that he would not allow him to die because all his brothers had already been killed off in the war and they didn't want to tell his mother that all her sons had been killed at war. So they put together this small unit of uh, battle-hardened troops, guys together, uh, to go save Private Ryan. And these soldiers, like I said, they were battle-hardened. And this unit was trying to understand why they have to save this man who was only a private. Not anyone special, no one in command, not a general. And they just were trying to understand because he was just a private. The film progresses as they try everything to find and save him. And after many of them had made the ultimate sacrifice saving him, the film cuts back to this old man at the gravesite of one of the soldiers who had given his life for him. And this was kind of a sobering moment to see this elderly man, this private Ryan, looking at the grave of the person who had saved his life. And he turns to his wife and he tells, she, he asks her, it's like, did I live a good life? Tell me I am a good man. It makes me think about my own life when I watch this and how much... Am I valuing this life that I have been given? Because this man, Private Ryan, is recognizing the life that he has been given because he recognizes that somebody has given up their life so that he can live. And this is what Jesus is talking about in John chapter 15 when he says, There is no greater love than that of giving up your life for someone else. When you give up your life for a friend, because... That is not just a feeling-based kind of love. It's a sacrificial love. There is no greater love than that of sacrifice. That's where real love is. That's where uh, it lives and that's where it is found. Love is uh, not just how I feel. It is much more than that. It is much deeper. Love is in the sacrifice. And I think... uh, We should thank Jesus because he shows us the depth of his love, not his emotion. When you read the Bible, you can see that he didn't feel like it. We know this because he prays a prayer to his Father in heaven that says, If there is any other way, please take this cup from me. But then he says the amazing words that changed everything. He says, Not my will, but your will be done. He loved you so much that he was willing to go through it all so that others may live so that you may live and we can be thankful that jesus didn't live by his feelings because our feelings too often rule us we live he lived by a much deeper love a sacrificial love he sacrificed his life to show you how much he cared about you that he was willing to put his own life on the line to make sure that you had eternal life
And when I begin to understand this, I begin to understand what real love is all about. Real love is not found in my feelings or my emotions. It is beyond what makes me feel good or nice. Real, life, real love is not found in any of that, but something much deeper. It's found in sacrifice. And with this in mind, there is no greater response than to live for the one who died. And if Jesus truly gave his life for you and me, if he truly sacrificed his life in a way that he did not deserve for what we deserved, then the question is, how am I going to live my life? The death of Jesus should not only remind you that you are loved, but it also should remind you that you are valuable. It's, the, it's kind of one thing to know that you are loved, but it's another thing to know that you are valuable. You see, when you start to live knowing that you are valuable or you have value, you start living knowing that you have purpose. And you need to know today, you have value, you have a purpose, and there is nothing you can do that will change that. This was shown by what Jesus did on the cross. You might be sitting here saying that you don't have value or you are not worth anything, but I'm here to tell you today that the cross is a symbol that tells you you are worth something. You are worth so much and you have so much value that there is nothing that will change that in this world. Yes, life might happen, but your value doesn't change. When you understand this, you start to live according to the value that God has for you. Your life is valuable. And if that was not true, then Jesus wouldn't have died for you. But he did. And he wanted you to know that he loves you so much. And he was willing to sacrifice his own life to save yours. The cross says Jesus loves you. He doesn't just love you with an emotional love because if he did, he probably would have woken up on that good Friday and said, I don't feel like doing this. I didn't sleep well last night, man. I'm going to just give this one a skip. It wasn't about how he felt. It was about a deeper love, a deeper understanding of value. You are of such great value to him. Therefore, how will we live? Will we make each day count? Will we live thankful lives? We should. We should be thankful for what he did. Thankful for the life he gave us. Because of that, we live free of sin because of Jesus. We live free of shame because of Jesus. We live understanding our value because of Jesus. We live courageously. We can live worthy of that sacrifice. That is what Private Ryan was saying in the movie when he said to his wife, Have I lived a life worthy of what these guys did for me? And I want to live a life full. I want to live a life that is generous. I want to live to love others as I have been loved. And this is the challenge Jesus has for every single one of us. It is to love others as we have been loved. That's why we say at church, each one reach one. It's so others may live. And there is no greater reward than the scars that carry your name. You see, when Jesus went to the cross and he rose again, he went to his disciples and he met with them and he showed them his scars. Because crucifixions were not beautiful things. 
They were horrible, painful ways to die. And the Romans used it to bring fear into the hearts of people so that they would not step out of line. And Jesus went through with this. He did it willingly so that others may live, so that you may live. And he did it in full display before so many people. Even though uh, this was a death given to criminals and he was without fault, there was no reason why he should have been there. Yet he still went through with it anyway, just for you. And when you get a scar, you, most people try and hide them because it reminds you of something that you're probably trying to forget, of pain, of hurt. But this, when Jesus does this, it shows me that he doesn't want to hide them. He wants to show the scar. He wants to show what he did for you and for me and that you have, are his greatest reward. He wants to show uh, that he went, what he went through so that others may live. He wants to show what he went through so that you may live. And this is a symbol, a sign of everything that he went through. He is saying that the suffering that you are going through, he's saying, I understand. The pain that you are going through or facing, he's saying, I understand. Whatever the depth of your suffering, the scars on Jesus are saying, I know that. I am there with you. If you will let me, I can be there every step of the way. But they are healed scars, not open wounds. So he's also saying, no matter what it is, I can help you heal that suffering, that hurt, that brokenness that you're facing. Jesus took that on when he went onto the cross. And I want to read this uh, incredible section of the Bible about Jesus, and it describes Jesus in Isaiah 53. And it's, it's quite a long verse, but I want you to just listen to it and understand that how amazing our God is. Isaiah 53 verse 1, it says, Who has believed my message? To whom the Lord revealed his powerful arm. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of all of us. I love that. How amazing is that? But let's go on. He was opposed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. 
He had done no wrong and he had never deceived anyone. But he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. Come on. Let's go on. It's, it, this is incredible. This is describing Jesus right now. Verse 10. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life was made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sin. I will give him the honor of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted amongst the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Man, how incredible is this verse? This was written to describe Jesus. Come on, how powerful is that? I want every single one of us, where, if, where you are, if you're comfortable, let's just get into an attitude of prayer. If you're comfortable where you are, why don't you bow your head and just close your eyes? You see, it wasn't just that He died on the cross. It was what He carried when He died. He carried our sin. He carried your sin. He carried my sin. He carried our shame. He carried the penalty and the punishment of all our sins and mistakes that separated us from a perfect God so that we don't have to be separated anymore. He carried all of that because he, car he carried it because he was showing the real depth of his love for you on that cross. It was so that you can live. And I believe God is calling all of us to a new way of living. I believe that the challenge of Jesus' death and resurrection is that we ask ourselves, are we living worthy of that sacrifice? I love what he did on the cross because he died and rose again so that you don't have to figure everything out on your own. He is saying, let's figure this out together. And if you're here today and your life is not right with Jesus and you are saying, Jared, that is me. I want to make Jesus the center of my life so that I can start living a life worthy of that sacrifice that Jesus made for me. Maybe you watching today and you don't know Jesus. This is the first time you've heard about Jesus at all. And you are wanting to allow him into your heart to experience the goodness, the love and forgiveness that he has for you. Because it, it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, because your future is what matters. You are of great value. And you need to understand that you are valuable. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It goes on to say that His mercies are new every single day. He has set up eternal life for you. And if that is you and you're saying, I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I don't want to do life alone. I know I've been doing life without Him and I've been doing it by myself. Then today you can commit to Him. Maybe you had a relationship with Him. And for some reason you let it slip. Today you can repent. And that means turn around and turn towards him. Because he has never turned from you. I'm going to count to three. And if that is you, I want you to pray a simple prayer with me. It's a simple prayer that's changed so many of our lives. Because this isn't about religion or being a 
part, being part of a particular church is all about a daily real relationship with the one who loves you down to your core. So one, Jesus loves you. Two, there is nothing you have done, can do or will do that will separate that love for you. And three, if that is you today, make that decision today. And if you are making that decision today, I want you to pray this simple prayer. It's a simple prayer, but it will set you on a set you on a path that will make your future so much brighter than your past because you have so much value you have so much purpose and it goes like this just repeat it after me dear lord jesus i ask you today that you would take all of me forgive me of my sins today i choose you thank you for dying on the cross for me thank you that i can live a life of freedom thank you for coming to me in a personal way Today, Jesus, I choose to follow you. I choose to live my life for you and to serve you from this day onwards. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, church, I hope you have an incredible Easter weekend. And just remember, you are valuable. You are loved. And God loves you so much that he was willing to go through all of that to show you how much he cares about you. But until we meet again, share hope, show kindness, and shine Jesus.